Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. Welcome to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hello, beautiful podcast community. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn. And as always, I'm so grateful you are here. When you experience an awakening, you are essentially experiencing a remembrance of a truth a truth that you more than likely forgot due to societal and or cultural programming. Because there are so many truths to remember about ourselves, about life, and oftentimes we are reminded of the same truth over and over again throughout our life journey, there are many iterations and experiences of awakening. One awakening experience that I consider to be life-changing and essential and perhaps difficult to fully grasp at first is the remembrance of the truth that we are not our bodies. We are not our minds. We are not the identities we impose on ourselves or the identities others impose on us. We are not what we do or what we have. The truth is that in essence, we are spiritual beings having a human incarnation. All that we are experiencing as humans is simply an experience. It is not who we truly are in essence. When we identify with these cultural and societal and overall human identities, we are not only limiting our perception, but limiting the abundance and expansiveness of who and what we truly are. Now, I must say, the way I am expressing this truth may evolve as I continue to evolve, but this is how I am perceiving this truth right now, in this moment, in this season, and I just wanted to put that out there. There is a quote that says, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. When I first heard this quote, it was honestly pretty awakening for me because I resonated with it so much. It made so much sense to me and it expanded my perspective. But then one of my spiritual teachers, Michael Bernard Beckwith, expanded on this quote by saying that we are not spiritual beings having a human experience. We are spiritual beings having a human incarnation because ultimately we get to decide what kind of experience we are having in this life. And when I heard him say this, this expanded my perspective, my perception even more and was awakening for me as well, because it is so true. I'm not just having a human experience. Lately, my experience has felt incredibly spiritual. And this is the process of awakening, my friends. It is a continuous expansion as we align with truths that resonate with us and remind us of who and what we truly are, as well as who and what we truly are not. We will receive a truth 
that awakens us and expands our perception, then we will experience another truth that awakens and expands us even more. Earlier, I mentioned that when we identify with really any sort of identities, we are imposing limitations on ourselves. We are robbing ourselves of our abundant truth. And what I partly mean by this is that when we identify with being a mother, a sister, a daughter, a friend, a girlfriend, a student, a teacher, a boy, a girl, an employee, a manager, any and all of these human identities, we are not only attaching ourselves to these identities and believing that is who and what we are, but attaching ourselves to the expectations that come with these identities. So for myself, for example, I would attach myself to the identity of being a woman. So I'll live my life attached to the limiting perception that a woman is all I am and upholding myself to meet the standards and expectations that come with being a woman. Then when I don't meet the standards or fulfill the expectations, I'll feel like I failed or like I'm not good enough at being a woman, at being who I believe I am. And this applies to all the identities that we attach ourselves to. We will attach ourselves to an identity. We will believe that that identity is who we are. We will know the societal and cultural standards and expectations that come with that identity we are identifying with. And then when we don't meet the standards or fulfill the expectations of our identities, we will feel like failures. We will feel not good enough. So much comes as a result to us attaching ourselves to identities. One of them is that we'll believe that our identities are all that we are, which therefore our identities become our limitations, as I've been sharing. And may I reiterate that most of these identities we attach ourselves to don't even come from us choosing them. Our societies and cultures and environments will tell us what our identities are and we will believe them. It's wild. And this is why unlearning and unprogramming is necessary for our healing, our awakening, our liberation, and reclaiming our sovereignty. But identities aside, we will believe that we are our bodies. We are the thoughts that we think. And this then not only makes it more difficult for us to take a step back and become the observer of our thoughts, of our lives, of ourselves, but difficult to even grasp that concept of being the observer because we are so attached to who we think we are. We are so attached to thinking that we are our bodies, our minds. Initially, this episode was going to be about me expressing how grateful I am to experience Jocelyn, Jocelyn's personality and soul development and journey. But to really understand what I mean by this, I had to share all that I've been sharing up until this point. 
and I have some more sharing to do. So perhaps I'll save that expression of gratitude for an upcoming episode. And for this episode, since we've been talking so much about identities, I'll express my gratitude for expanding my conscious awareness of who I am and practicing not limiting myself to any particular identity. I say practicing because this is all a practice. When you awaken to a truth, practicing that truth is a lifelong journey and commitment. Another result that comes from us attaching ourselves to identities is that we create these ideas and perceptions of separation. We distance ourselves from the truth that we are all one. And therefore, the concept of oneness becomes difficult to grasp and understand. I am a woman. He is a man. We are not one. I am brown. They are white. We are not one. I am Mexican. She is Chinese. We are not one. I am 28. He is 72. We are not one. I am rich. They are poor. We are not one. I am a server. They are a CEO. We are not one, etc. Identities are so deeply embedded in our programming that they cause us to focus more on what makes us different from each other than what makes us one. And what is the result of us focusing on our differences, on us attaching ourselves to these identities in this way that make us feel like we are not them, they are not us. It's a whole other conversation. But I know you can immediately think of so much that has resulted from this, from us focusing on our differences or more so our perceived differences. We humans inflict so much suffering upon each other and therefore upon ourselves because we are one due to our quote-unquote differences. And you know, we've all heard of this concept of oneness, right? I remember hearing of it back in the day and understanding that, yeah, we are all human, but not really thinking much beyond that. And as I've healed and awakened and expanded my conscious awareness, it is much, much deeper than that, y'all. Like this is another thing I am truly just so grateful for is sincerely coming to understand how we are all one is truly understanding oneness and just how interconnected we all are, not only to each other as humans, but to the trees, the flowers, the bees, the elephants, the water, the wind, the sun, the stars. It's truly just so divine and so beautiful and so brilliant. This is one reason why I can tell a stranger and a tree that I love them and sincerely mean it because I understand how we are one. I'll see a man walking down the street and think that is my brother. I'll see a woman across the counter and think that is my sister. And I know I have much more awakening to do and, and to expand into in regards to this truth of oneness. And I'm sincerely so excited to expand even deeper into it because awakening to these truths that I've been sharing with you in this conversation has truly been so life-changing in so many different ways. But I had to touch on this because this is an incredibly significant truth that we lose touch with because of our attachments to our identities. 
One reason why it is said that healing and awakening isn't as glam as it may be perceived to be is because awakening to truths that have held you back, that have had you living a lie is an adjustment. It is incredibly sobering. And when you do experience significant awakenings, you'll realize, like really, really realize just how asleep the rest of the world or most of the world is and the people around you, people you love and care about. And you'll want to awaken others to these truths that you've been enlightened to, but you can't force these kinds of, you know, life changing truths upon people. It's like being a bird that has learned how to fly and you go to a bird that has been caged its whole life and you open the cage and tell the bird that it is free, that it can fly, that it has the the power and capability to fly, to soar high in the sky and to be outside of this cage that it's been its whole life. And the bird remains in the cage. It can be incredibly frustrating and saddening and disappointing. But we truly just have to allow people to come into, you know, these truths and these awakenings, you know, in their own divine time and in their own divine journey. But awakenings like this can definitely make you feel alone. It takes a while to really integrate these remembrances and fully understand them, let alone practice them. Some of you may have been hearing this episode and begun to question yourselves and who you are and who you have been and begun to think, well, if I am not who I think I am, if I am not who society and culture has told me I am, then who am I? As I mentioned, we are spiritual beings having a human incarnation. And I say this as a student that is still grasping, still understanding and still integrating this truth. One thing that has helped me grasp who I truly am in essence is in observing my breath and how there is an intelligent underlying force within me that is sustaining my breath, that is keeping my body breathing even when I'm not paying attention. That intelligent force, that consciousness is who I am. That force is the same force that has created all life and that sustains all life. And even then, me saying I am a life force, I am consciousness, I am a spiritual being having a human incarnation is me identifying with an identity and therefore imposing a limitation on myself. Though I will say that those identities are far more expansive and limitless than the normal identities that we typically identify with. This is why you may have heard the quote, I am that I am. Another thing that has helped me grasp who I truly am is in the observation of the fact that I can hear my thoughts without speaking them out loud. We are not hearing our thoughts with our ears. So what are we hearing our thoughts with? With consciousness. That is who we are in essence. That consciousness that allows us to hear without ears, to see without eyes, and to feel without touch. I've spent the past couple of years reinventing myself. I say reinventing in quotations because I don't believe that us evolving into who we grow to resonate with is us reinventing ourselves. 
I believe it to be us becoming more of who we truly are. But I share this because experiencing changes in who I was and how I showed up in the world, all while experiencing a significant spiritual awakening, had me really stripping away identities and expectations tied to those identities I had attached myself to. I had to be reminding myself consistently that I am much more expansive and abundant than who I've believed or allowed myself to be up until that point. And I am more than capable of expanding outside of who I've been. So many of us fear reinventing ourselves, fear pivoting, fear changing, fear trying new things, fear becoming who we truly are because we are so attached to our identities attached to who and what we have been and believe ourselves to be, who our cultures and societies have told us we are and who we should be. Oh, I can't be an artist. I've been a doctor for 22 years. I'm not an artist. Oh, I can't divorce my husband. I'm a married wife and mother of three. Oh, I can't be prosperous and successful. I'm not a college graduate. The lengths of which we'll go to stop ourselves from pursuing a passion, from leaning into a curiosity, from being our true and authentic selves, just to remain safe and comfortable in the identities and expectations we've subscribed to is insanity. We will literally convince ourselves of who we are and who we can't become, even if who we are isn't fulfilling and who we desire to become, we know will bring us joy. May we be mindful of who and what we identify with and how these identities may be holding us back from reaching our highest potential. We are worthy of not limiting ourselves. We are worthy of expansion. We are worthy of consciously choosing how we show up in the world and it not be influenced by what the outside world tells us how we should or shouldn't show up. We are worthy of surprising ourselves of what we are capable of. We are worthy of knowing who we truly are. The last thing I'll share is that not attaching ourselves to identities and to the expectations that those identities come with is not only healing for ourselves, but for those we are in relationship with. The one example I'll give is my relationship with my mom. The identity of mom, the role of mom comes with so many expectations. And when my mom didn't meet those expectations, I guilted her for it. I shamed her for it. Not intentionally, but essentially that's what I was doing. It strained our relationship. Once I saw my mom not even as a spiritual being or intelligent life force, but simply as a human. I was able to strip away all those societal and cultural expectations I imposed on her as a mother and got to see and understand her more as a human, as someone who is flawed and who is learning just like we all are. Someone who has experienced their own traumas and heartaches and challenges 
and programmings just like we all have. And yes, when I see her as the spiritual being and intelligent life force she is, I do get to see and know and respect her as the divinity she is, as the divinity we all are. Woo! This was good, y'all. This was really good. Perhaps we will expand on all this in an upcoming episode, but I know that this is a lot to take in. So I'm going to stop here. But I thank you all so much for being here, for listening and for receiving and for having an open mind and open heart to having these kinds of conversations. I pray this episode reach those who are meant to hear it. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you please drop a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Just head on over to the Starting With Gratitude Apple Podcast page. Scroll down and you'll see the stars and comment box. They're waiting for you to share your love. That will definitely help this community grow. Again, thank you for listening and receiving. I'm so grateful for you. I love you. Peace and blessings. Your girl, your host, Jocelyn.